checking out this episode of the podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this thing wherever you found it. Normally, this is the part where I'd say my name's Michael Gray and his name is Scott Hershey, but that's not true because Scott's off chasing elk or watching football or doing one and then lying about the other. I don't know what he's doing this week. He's not here, but the beer guys are here. Jeff Brewer from the Man Store in East Helena, Montana. Mike Moore with 1-0. As I learned the last time you were on the podcast, you guys are the first returning guests. By right the way. On. Yeah, I kind of um, feel like, what did I do wrong? Right, I'm from- surprised that we were invited back, <laughs> tell you the truth. I'd run out of everybody else. Uh, Mike Moore from... <laughs> no Ed- one else answers their phone anymore. Yeah, no. It's amazing how many people have lost my number since we started doing this podcast. From Headwaters Craft House, um, how are you, fellas? Good. Doing quite well. As this drops, it's the uh, the first official day of fall, and fall in Montana. You guys are both lifers. You're born and raised in, is it Jefferson City? Pretty much. Is that what you call it? Cut Bank? Cut Bank. <laughs> hey, like Cut. anybody who ever doubts Montana street cred, just go, <laughs> go up there and live for you know a year, and then we can talk. Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing, man. Cut yeah, bank. Cut bank. It's, it's, I, I will say this. Cut bank nowadays compared to cut bank 20 years ago, that is, that's a different monster. Uh, but, boy, it was a great place to grow up when I was there. Well, and I think there's a lot of that, and, and this time of year brings it around. You get the kids are going. They're back in school now. Hunting season is on, upon us. You know, bow hunter's been out getting after it for a couple of weeks. It's not 100 degrees anymore, which helps. Yeah, nice. No, no. Hunting in a tank top's no fun. Um, <laughs> college football's on. Montana, Montana State's going on, and it and it leads to the greater conversation about, you know, especially with you two being lifers, some of your favorite parts of this time of year in Montana. Because for me, this is it. This is the mountaintop for the next three or four months. This is my favorite time of year. One hundred percent agree. Uh, in fact, uh, if if you don't live here, uh, don't come in the fall. It's horrible. You'll hate it. You would, <laughs> won't like it. That's fair. It's brown. Uh, yeah, everything's um, everything's dried up. Just dusty, dried up, and dusty, and bears everywhere. I mean, they're hungry. They want to eat you. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, for those who do live here, you know. And and I, I, gosh, this time of year comes around. This is when you you actually tackle all those things you said you were going to do in the summertime. If it was a, a laundry list item, and uh, this is when you go out and play. Like, uh, you know, I like the bird hunt. I don't get out much in the big game, but I also, this is the time of year I love the lumberjack. So, you know, get that chainsaw fired up, cut some rounds, get ready to rock and roll. You guys are both bird hunters. Yeah. And yeah. that seems like there are there are subdivisions even within outdoorsmen. Oh, absolutely. And I would shoot a bird. Like, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against it. I've never, I, I went a couple of times with my dad when I was a kid, and I've had a number of deaths in the family, and the one thing they all had in common, whether it was my wife's family or my family, is everybody gave me a 12-gauge. <laughs> I've got about a half a dozen of them at this point. My, my, gun, my gun vault's full of bird guns. Um, I never use them. How does that get, how does that, because that, once the hook is set on that, it's like being a fly fisherman. Oh, absolutely. Almost. Mm-hmm. Bird hunting is like that, and you guys are both that guy. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, uh, for me, it's pheasants, like. They'll scare the heck out of you. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing. No. You could be 100% ready. You could have a dog on point. They will still scare the bejesus out of you. And then right. it's the uh, you know, the classic shoot from the hip, boom, 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 and pray you get one. But, yeah, no, it's for me. It, and plus, a lot of it is, you know, you get to actually take a walk. I feel like with deer, you're kind of – deer in big game, you're, you're trying to be quiet. You're oh, trying you to be can sneaky. walk. Yeah. You can walk But far. you do a lot of walking. But there you can be, like, actually just – 
in the field, losing you're, your mind. You're not tripping over deadfall. This is this is the thing. Or up and down a mountain <laughs> as much when you're pheasant <laughs> oh, hunting. Oh, you don't find any mountains with pheasant hunters. Right. You you find that nice level right. uh, water flat and just start start perusing. So yeah, I, I mean, bird hunting is it's different. I love big game hunting too. Don't get me wrong. I love to get out in the mountains and sit and and wait and and stalk and and all of that. But with bird hunting, and I'm a big waterfowler. I, I do upland as well, but I love waterfowling. And you know, you you go out and you get on one elk and you shoot once and you're done and then you're you're working. Whereas you sit out in the duck blind or in a goose field or whatever and you're calling them in, so you still got that aspect of it. Um, and then you get to shoot, and then more come. And you get to shoot again. You right. don't have to stop shooting <laughs> right. and, until, well, ducks at seven. You get seven times you get to shoot at these things. Well, unless you're me, then it's like 20 sometimes because you don't hit them all the time. Uh, so, yeah, there's just, uh, you know, more of a day of action. It's a lot easier to clean seven ducks than one elk. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I love I love waterfowl. I love to eat waterfowl. I won't hunt anything that I don't plan on eating. A lot of people don't like ducks and waterfowl, but I absolutely love it. Pheasant is phenomenal. I mean, there's nothing you can't cook with pheasant. It's really, really good. Um, and it's it's just a blast. But yeah, I, I, I dig getting out for the big game too, but yeah, bird hunting is is a lot of fun. See, and I think I think the problem is for me, uh, the the farm next to me growing up, they ran uh, a dressing house. So in the in the summertime, fall, that that was my first job as a kid. I was like nine, and they'd pay me five or ten dollars a day. You know, I was like these kids building iPhones, <laughs> and and that's they would just come in in crates of all the birds, chickens, turkeys, ducks, pheasants, all of them. And you were either running the killing station, or you were running the scalder, or you were running the plucker, or you were on the table, you know, d- dressing them out and taking out the guts and cutting up the hearts, liver, and livers, and gizzards. And so there's a part of me that doesn't hold any romance for dressing a bird anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I've cut more gizzards in my I won't even eat them. Like, deep fried, I don't care how good they are. I never want to see another gizzard in my life. Um, but the other thing is, because I got used to that sort of automated system with a scalding tub and a plucker where you hold them by the feet and, and all the feathers are gone in about 20 seconds. They're gone. That's it. And I see guys pulling fistfuls Get. feathers for hours i'm like oh god no that looks miserable yeah, i don't i don't know why you do it that way either i mean there's oh. there's easy ways to get around that oh my god <laughs> yeah and i think that was they, it made an impression early as a as a farm kid i'm like okay there's a really easy way to do this and the thing with pheasants too is because you know growing up where i grew up on the other side of the mississippi I had pheasants in my driveway and pheasants in my fire pit, and I had pheasants on the hood of my truck, and I had pheasants, pheasants, pheasants. So I don't have that. I never developed that romance for them because they were. I could have shot one anytime I wanted to. They were everywhere. Yeah, nuisance. Um, yeah, much no, they're happened. tasty. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And I'm like Jeff. I don't. I don't hunt anything. I'm, I don't plan on eating. It's the same thing with fishing, which is why I'm not a fly fisherman because trout taste like socks. <laughs> it does not um, taste like socks. Yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, mm-hmm. I've had enough trout, and I've had. You just gotta know how to cook it. Yeah. Nope. Well. <laughs> no, you don't need to know how to cook walleye because it's good no matter what you do. <laughs> you can bake it, you can fry it, you can leave it in the sun. It doesn't matter. It's delicious. Right, we will agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> um, let's talk about something that's uh, a little more in both of your wheelhouses because you from the man store and, and being kind of a guy that's a the craft bureau distribution point for uh, Lewis and Clark County and uh, bottles and cans. And you from Headwaters um, being a place now a year old. Uh, a year 18 and a half. months. 18 yeah. months, a year and a half. 
You're still doing the baby thing? You're measuring it months? Oh, absolutely. Or 27-month-old <laughs> no, draft house? Just wait till we're five years old. We're a whopping 60 months old. <laughs> but uh, the other the other part of uh, Montana that is kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's, uh, it's, it's great. It's definitely developed in the last five or ten years with the brewing scene and the fall offerings. Oh, absolutely. That now fall in line with what you would expect from some of the uh, some of the states with with a more established brewing scene. I think Montana's really made up some ground there. And fall is it's cold weather time. That's the best beer on the calendar is right there. I mean, this is this is when you this is you it. get excited. This is this is I don't know if you call it Christmas or holiday season for for me especially. Like I love that. That first crisp day, you're like, all right, yeah. everything that's malty and delicious is coming out of the vault. Yeah, beer tastes better playing. when you can see your breath. Absolutely. It's science. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love the – I mean, we've talked about it a ton on our, on our radio show. We do that as soon as these fall beers start. I mean, it kind of hits with the Oktoberfest first. You get the Marsans coming in, and all of a sudden you got malt in your beer again. And you're like, oh, my God, thank you. Uh, it's just – and then they go to stouts and porters and – and the seasonals and then all the specialty barrel brews that they're doing with the dark beers it's and montana's you know no different we've got what is there five six different oktoberfests that are available to us that are just montana beers oh. in the helena area or more i mean i mean that's in the helena area right i mean exactly. I, statewide everybody's got to have one every i if they aren't doing an oktoberfest they're doing a fest beer if they're not doing a fest beer they're doing a pumpkin beer i mean it is where do we stand on pumpkin beers? Depends on the pumpkin beer. Absolutely depends on the pumpkin beer. <laughs> I hate beer. that you're right about that, by the way, because I had a very universal no pumpkin in my beer policy for the longest <laughs> oh, time. man. But they just kept hammering on it, like any style. IPAs, porters, you know, now you started kind of branch off in stouts, and they're doing dessert stouts and all this stuff. They finally hammered on some of those those pumpkin beers to the point where I can't hate them. Right. And oh. that that's upsetting because I, I want to. It's it was really, really disheartening. I was uh, just just in Billings about, oh gosh, a little over two weeks ago. We're happy you made and, it out. Uh, <laughs> I got to stop talking crap about their beer scene. <laughs> oh my God. So I, I hit up Thirsty Street and was talking to the brewer there. And first off, I was there the night that his fresh hops were delivered for his fresh hop IPA that he's just brewed. Um, and so I got to stick my nose in the bunch of those cones. Smells and, like a college oh, party. Oh man, it's happiness. Yep, happiness. And then uh, he had he had a a nitro pumpkin beer on tap, and it wasn't like a it wasn't a, a latte stout. It wasn't one of those. It was just got a little bit of that spice note, got some of that actual gourd flavor that you'd get from a pumpkin, and you you can't hate it. Like I want to not like this, but it's amazing. So yeah, and of course it's only on nitro, so you're like yeah, pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. Yeah, no, Pretty hard to say no to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it just like every other style of beer, uh, you know, the brewers in Montana nationwide, they have become more sophisticated and they keep learning more and it's become an art craft and, uh, you know, they're just, they're so smart. You talk to these brewers and, and get their knowledge of what they have. So, of course, they're going to make pumpkin beers better. It's not, you know, it's going to be part of October and fall every year is pumpkin beers because there's a group of people that love them. So, they are going to get more innovative and they're going to bring more flavor to them and they're going to try different things. And it's just, it's the beer scene all around. Why it's so fun to be in the beer business. I mean, it's a blast because you get to see all this. Now, you've got an interesting perspective on this because you actually spent some time in Germany. Short time, yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, but not long enough for yeah, it to long make, enough that my liver help felt it. <laughs> I mean, it made an impression. And yeah, I absolutely. Always, you're the you're my you're kind of my um, you're my signpost. I really like the Oktoberfest beers, but I go to you for the authenticity piece. I've never spent any time in Germany. My my sister did when she was in the army, and she'll bore me to tears with what's good and what's not, and what's right and what's not, and the levels of purity and blah. Um, but you know. How does how does it hit you when you taste the American versions of these and the Montana versions specifically, uh, because they are a little bit different than what you'd find over there. You know, it, it is. It's European style brewing is a totally style of its own. Whether it's Germany or England or you know Ireland, even you know they just the different malts, different and people bring them over now. I mean, it's there's no you know it's the the magic of air travel and what we have now. They they get here, but. It is a different style of brewing, um, especially Germany, because like you said, the purity laws and, and everything that they do over there. So it hits a little different, but it, so many brewers in the States are starting to adopt and adapt to those those styles, um, and it's brewery-specific. Some of them are, you know, we're American IPA and we're doing this, but then other brewers uh, just, you know, inside of this town that specifically and all over the state there's a couple you know very good german style brewers in this state uh that specifically go for that style they'll still brew an ipa and they'll still do that but they're there's a reason why i mean it, it's been being brewed for right 500 years you know they they've dialed it in they know their culture they know the history of the hops and there's the a party of some note that associate is associated with those martins yeah absolutely so uh, Oktoberfest was built on Marzan, meaning March beer, which that's when they brew it because they needed something. The whole history behind it was you could not brew beer from April until September in Germany. And so they had to have a beer that was stable enough to last and be ready for the beer. And it was a, a prince, basically. It was his birthday in September, which is when Oktoberfest really is, which is funny. But... Uh, so this beer was ready for this party. Oktoberfest became of it. That's the name of the beer now, but traditionally it's a Marzan-style beer. Uh, so that's just a little nerdy history, but that's the way they did stuff in Europe. And, uh, yeah, it, it hits differently over there. You you get When I got over there, I hadn't been exposed to very many. You know, I'd had Sam Smith's and a few different things here. Uh, but all of a sudden you start tasting those European hops and you're going, oh, wow, this is this is different. And then when you wake up and you're not hungover, you're still drunk. <laughs> You were you were reminded. Yes, Germany is where they drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> always, always those stories you hear of like, oh, I'm an American, and I'm going over to Oktoberfest, but I'm not going to do the American thing. And every single one of them does the American thing. They try to keep up with the German drinkers, and they end oh, up on their face. Rookie mistake. I mean, you just don't do that. But uh, I mean, and to I guess um, just to expand upon what he was saying, when you when you're talking about Montana breweries, we have Byron, which is the oldest continuous running brewery in the state can we please come up with a consensus pronunciation byron i can i can byron baron i've heard yeah. well how do they Bayern? say the soccer team byron munich right you're asking yeah. me a soccer related question okay well i don't know it's very common knowledge there <laughs> i don't on. watch it either i'm not german <laughs> yeah, byron not, is the correct pronunciation. I, I can say that because i just had the rep and we just did a tap takeover with them and every okay. time i say it wrong they yeah. Pretty much smack you on the knuckles, and they say, it's Byron. It's not Byron, it's Byron. And you're like, okay, fine, it's Byron, gotcha. Um, but, like, I think 
With that said, uh, you have a German-trained German uh, former resident as the owner-operator of Bayern. When he did his Oktoberfest, he didn't have access to the German malts at that time. That's 35 years ago, so he used what was readily available. I think that's why you see most of, especially the Montana Oktoberfest, have a little more darker darker caramel notes to them is because that's what was available um and and again i think it's just it it does what it does it expands people say oh that's what an oktoberfest is supposed to look like because that's what byron does and he's german um so it's for me i i I can definitely see how and the why of why american and especially montana oktoberfest are the color and the shade that they are and a little more malt note and a little heavier i mean i have i have a paul inner on right now and you pour those two next to each other you're like those aren't the same style beer right. that's that that's a different monster and technically it is because they use a different yeast in that one mm-hmm. but it's uh it's really cool to see how just the beer the beer market the beer industry has adapted with what's readily available and it, i it speaks to innovation on a whole like if you grow this hop really well and you don't grow that European hop very well, you grow what you use what you got. Well, and I think uh, there's a there's a party um, up in Whitefish. They do an Oktoberfest that's really it's done really, really well. Uh, the whole town, it's like two or three straight weekends. I found it by mistake six years as well, pre-pandemic. Um, and they do the I think it's the Polliner. Mm-hmm. I think that's one is that that's the blue and white checker. Yes. That, yeah. Okay. Yes. And then they did one from at the time it was Great Northern would do one, and they were both Oktoberfest, and it was the same thing. I'd watch I'd watch people go up because you can bring your Stein, and that's it. I'm a sucker for that. Like, <laughs> at that point, I'm just at the Renaissance Fair, and I get to bring a giant oversized mug, and like here you go, fill that up for the same money as this jerk with his solo cup. Um, but you see them side by side, and you go, well, that's not the same yeah. thing. Because they're different hue, different textures, different all of that stuff. But you're telling me as a guy that's been to Germany, you're okay with all that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just variations happen of any style of beer. And uh, it's just what you like and and what ultimately it's what your customers like. So, uh, you know, you can you can say this is correct or that's correct, but it really doesn't matter as long as your customers are drinking it and they're happy. Well, and I don't. Yeah, nobody's turning down one. This is the wrong shade of whatever <laughs> you know i i like to mess with people i mean this is the second year we've been able to obviously do oktoberfest and we um you know we've offer a flight of oktoberfest and every time a different keg blows we put on something else different so last year i think we went through 12 different oktoberfest uh right now we're on pace to hit that if not expand upon it because you know once october's over oktoberfests are done and now you're drinking marzen so like yeah needless to say uh this is a fun time of year to be able to play that way and to expose people to all the different varieties out there and all the different iterations and just to see what a brewer was, what his idea of a, of an Oktoberfest is supposed to be. Well, and, and not, you know, we, we can get into the weeds on the, the nerdy beer conversation. I could do that all day, but it is important to note if you're going to ignore, ignore our advice and come to Montana in the fall when you are absolutely guaranteed to be eaten alive by a bear. It's, 100%. It's, it's 100%. It's, it's actually proven every, fact. Everyone, expect, in fact, people with Oregon plates, they get eaten first. You need to know that <laughs> up front. That little tree in the middle, 
the bears know it. Uh, <laughs> it's an attractant. They will come. They'll pull you right out of your Subaru, and they will eat you by the side of the highway. If you come out here in, in the fall, make sure that you take part in the Montana brewing scene. Find Absolutely. some Find some locally made beers because some of the fall styles are, I mean, they're as good as you'll get anywhere. 100%. Now, the other thing that happens in the fall, uh, I mentioned it to start, kids go back to school. Everybody in this room is a parent. Yep. Um, I got my son his first apprentice license to go hunting to where nice. he can actually do a thing. He doesn't just have to tag along. I had, you know, to this point, I've been luring up in the woods with hot chocolate and a promise of his own camo. That's what it took. Like, I'll get you your own camo gear. He's like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> I just want the clothes. And, um, and so this year I get actually get to take him out and hopefully put him on a deer. Nice. Uh, if only because if he doesn't start killing stuff, I'm not going to be able to afford to feed him. Right. Well, yeah, start pulling your weight. <laughs> That's exactly what I told him. I'm like, I need to fill a second freezer, and you're going to help. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the 270, a little bit bigger than the 22. Um, what do you guys do with your kids this time of year? Are you getting them out? Oh, really? You don't have your ringer silenced? Oh, Come on. Bush That's, that is amateur. Unforced error. Anyway, that's uh, that's Mike there at Headwaters, if you're wondering. And if you're calling Mike from Headwaters, he's busy. Oh. Um, no, it's the mm. <laughs> distributor I already have words have to have words with. Uh, so. Well, you take your business <laughs> later. We're talking about your children. Talk about my children. All put, right. Put a smile on your face. Like, I'm looking forward to getting him out there. My daughter started high school. That's always a big deal. Um, she's on the uh, she's on the high school volleyball team, so that's been a whole thing I've got to watch. All of a sudden, i got to start keeping my eyes out for boys. I found out. Days after the fact, because my wife decided <laughs> to handle the communication that way, that she went out on a team activity uh, that was supposed to be some bowling after volleyball practice. And then I mentioned a guy that I saw. Oh, yeah, no, he was there with his friends. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> when did we know about that? Oh, we knew. Did we? Did we? Because we sure as hell didn't. <laughs> One of you uh, knew. One, yeah, she knew, and she knew enough not to tell me. Um, what are you guys doing with your kids this fall, man? Oh. Um, You're—I know you're just—you just, you just <laughs> yeah, drive them everywhere. Right. I, uh, like every time I talk to you, you're unavailable because you're in some faraway town. Yeah. So uh, so far this fall, uh, it's it's sports and it's activities. My kids are very very busy kids. Uh, a couple weekends ago, I was in Spokane for a Irish dance festival, uh, not festival competition, excuse me, uh, and then I was in Hamilton last weekend watching my son golf. Uh, he has divisionals this week, state next week, and then a week after that, hockey begins, and I'll be chasing him all over for that. My daughter's also partaking in volleyball right now, so I'm chasing her around to that. And and, and dog shows. And she is showing a dog this weekend in a dog show here in Helena. <laughs> Your kids have combined... <laughs> For the most aristocratic combination <laughs> of after-school activities what, I've ever culture. heard of. We want a culture. Uh, but you're the most knuckle-dragging redneck I know. That's not true. Somehow you have this that's fancy not, that's not, No, no. He I've met some of your friends. Ascot. He yeah. wears an ascot. He's got an accent. I mean, at what point do you have to buy him a monocle? That's yeah. what I want to know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just... Your kids are like Monopoly characters. <laughs> I want them to experience everything they want to do. So if they bring it to me and they say, I want to do this... Don't half-ass it, and you can do it. And that—that's how we've, you know, that's how we've tried to raise our kids. And I think they're pretty good kids, and and they do. They try a lot of different things. They do well in school, so they, you know, as long as you're doing well in school, I'll let you do whatever you want. So it's fun. I like, you know, I'm gonna miss it. I I kind of jokingly, half-handedly complain about. You know, I never am home on the weekend I or can confirm. have any money in my bank account. I've tried to get Jeff to do stuff with me for two years. He's always busy. <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, but. I'm going to miss it. Like, my son's a senior in high school this year. Slash your hockey. And, 
you know, and we're taking it all in. And I know next year I'm going to be going, man, I, okay, That's hey, gone. Mike, you want to go do something? <laughs> <laughs> I might have one weekend open. Well, and that, then, you know, that's the other thing. And we, uh, Scott and I talked about this a little bit when we were talking about, um, you know, life in Montana that is different. I played high school sports. I don't think in a football season we traveled a collective hundred miles. <laughs> You know, to all of our road yeah. trips, because, you know, you're going to opponent schools that are five miles this way. They're four miles that way. They're 10 miles this way. Um, Divisionals and, is in Libby on Friday. Yeah. And to, <laughs> to give you some idea. God like, bless from, you, sir. From where you live, Libby, Montana is four five hours. Half, five and a half hours. Five and a half hours. Yeah. And it really is, a you know, and, and my daughter's going through this. Um, you know, she's going to play. She played in Butte. This week, she'll play in Missoula this week. There's a weekend trip to Kalispell, which is another one of those like three-hour, four-hour drives on a on a team bus. It's even oh, longer. Even longer. They drive the speed limit, and they stop when they're supposed to. Um, and so it, it, as a parent, you see a lot of the state. You get to experience a lot of Montana through those trips. And then all of the downtime that's built into youth athletic tournaments my god you can spend three oh, days man. for 45 solid minutes of athletic activity oh and, and this just, brings back the wonderful thing that is the montana brewery scene yeah yeah that's absolutely you, well, that's why you find your small town brewery absolutely because you got to find something to do in the three and a half hours between 20 minute matches right oh man well and I, I mean growing up i remember i was a wrestler in middle school and a little bit of high school how many and, people you graduate with in Cutback? Uh, seventy six. So I think a, a whopping three fifty, give or take, were in the school high school. So, but we were class B. So remember, we're, we were just cusping almost class A, not quite, but like we were a big class B school. Right. But that just means that I think played, I had I think I had seventy six people in my biology class. Yeah, yeah. I, we <laughs> we had an auditorium. It's great. No, uh, well, I will say this as a person who is going to be traveling and doing the things and potentially having to make your way up north like that. Uh, we do have one of the best gymnasiums in the state up in Cutbank. So, so nice, in fact, that uh, Belgrade modeled its gym after ours. So, um, you know, hang your hat on that. I mean, grab that name. You just dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you guys with your bragging rights. What are you going to be doing? Well, I mean, is it I'll all uh, dog shows and yacht club like yeah. it is for him? Or? Yeah, no, I, I, a little less exciting <laughs> than that. Uh, child doesn't have a lot in the way of activities. We have some some after school camps. She hasn't quite found that sport that she can't live without. And at fourth oh, grade, I'd enjoy just, those years. Uh, yeah, no, so great when they don't so, want to do stuff. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be again, you know. Lots of working, some wood collecting. Uh, I got. What is the wood collecting thing? That's the second time that's come up. Uh, dude, it's therapy. It's. What are you doing? I'm I'm going out, uh, either felling trees or cutting up rounds. Why? Because I burn wood. You got you got a fireplace. You're just cutting up firewood. Yeah, firewood okay. for the home. Okay. Yeah. You're not at home like carving on stumps. And oh stuff. God, no, no, okay. I'm not that, not that artistic. Because the guy that normally is here, Scott. He, oh yeah. He does the the, what's it called? Oh, the wood burning. Um, yeah, but it's got a fancier name. Wood burning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's called a soldering iron no, and a plank. <laughs> no, it's, it's pyrography, which makes you sound drunk when you say it correctly because it's pyrography. Um, <laughs> you sound like a right. psycho. <laughs> you, sound, <laughs> you sound like a cartoon. Um, and he, and he's 
and I would say this, I have said this with him in the room, so I don't want anybody thinking that I'm I'm throwing shade. He's really good at it. Yeah. Like oh, he's absolutely. really good no, at it. I've seen his I've seen his art. And he's just kind of like the least artistic person. Like when you if you met him, you'd think he drove a garbage truck. Like he's he just, did he for does, a while. He doesn't did you have see that thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to our show, he does. Um <laughs> A regular day job for the Montana Radio Company. He's normally on this side of the studio pushing the button, so technically he does drive a garbage truck. Um, but but he's, I mean, he's really good at it. Like yeah. elk and incredible um, trout, and he's and he's talking about the types of wood grains and all the things. And I'm like, how is that I don't, coming out of you? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just this guy wearing a foam cheese all the time uh, oh, and yeah. screaming about Brett Favre. Uh, Aaron uh, Rodgers, one of the two. Right. Yeah. No. Um, so you're not doing that. No, no, I'm not doing that. No, again, my because when you say you're cutting rounds, I imagine you in a shop and you're putting together like tables and oh, building bar God. tops. And no, I'm. I mean, I'm handy enough to get myself in trouble. I can, you know, fix the things around the house. But artistic and me do not exist. Thank you, YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, but I, again, no. For me, I, I, I obviously I have a day job where I work with my hands. I throw kegs. I taste beer. So the that's, that's not working with your hands. Yeah, drinking beer is a, it. It does. Uh, trust me, I've tried that lie at home, and my wife doesn't <laughs> buy it. Uh, I was working with my hands today. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but again, so any any kind any time I can get out and just do some really mind numbing out in the wilderness, you know, connecting with nature, whatever you want to call it, getting out of town, getting out of town, yeah. just you know, three hours away from any kind of cell service, and you're just doing your thing. I will say this, and this is one of those things that um, that's true about Montana in a way that is has not been anywhere that I've lived, um, especially you know the, the place that I have the back of my house butts up to some state land. My son hit me with it on Sunday. Woke up early. He and I are always the first ones out of bed. The girls sleep forever, and so I let the dogs out and I get up, make some coffee, and he comes out and he goes, "It's, it's kind of cold out." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a perfect morning for a fire." outside and that's what we did no oh, we went outside heck and, yeah and get, fired up the fire pit he brought out some you know orange juice and i had my coffee and we're sitting there and watch some deer run by and all that other stuff and you sit there and it's the same thing it's like this is just available like, yeah literally steps out of my my back door and you're staring at the wildlife and you got a fire crackling i'm like yeah no this is all right yeah this is you, you, this you, is, you need that oh absolutely you know if you live here and you don't need that you won't live here very long oh god no. nope god no and, and uh i would even argue because again i live in town so i you know but i'm i'm three minutes from trailheads and we literally just right. walk out our back door and up the trail we go and it's just like all right this just doesn't suck and you know last friday we had that rainy cold come in after right. how much heat and smoke and, and smoke. just sucking it down you're like oh. by the way quick aside thank you to everybody that's trying to squish the wildfires in the western u.s oh, because no doubt smoke in the valley sucks no doubt and so again i i with that you know with that all in mind it's just like yeah yeah you get that first taste of cold weather and you're like this is fall this is what we need right keep it going oh yeah. i love shorts and hoodies it's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing because that's that's one of those where the first time I saw somebody like that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Would you pick a lane? And yeah, I, I, let me let me lace up my old man boots. You know, I, old man yells at cloud. I don't care. Cargo shorts and a heavy hoodie. Yep, that is the my favorite uniform. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you throw awesome. on 
Throw on your new balances, and you're ready to rock yeah, and roll. Then going back to the breweries that we obviously spend some time at, you can walk in there, and you're fine because you're in shorts. And you walk outside, you're still fine because nobody's ankles get cold. That's, That's not right. a thing that exists. <laughs> that is right. You don't right. have any temperature-sensitive nerves in your calves. And my favorite part about Montana in the fall, when you're wearing your shorts and your hoodies, is you can literally walk into any restaurant in this state, and you will get sat, and no one will question you. <laughs> you can walk into any wedding in this state, and you'll get sat. <laughs> That uniform is accepted everywhere. Oh, it's so true. It's so uh, true. Yeah, it's and, and it's funny because there's a thing uh, coming up. There's an event in Helena that uh, this will uh, people will be able to get this podcast on a Thursday. But by that Saturday, there's like a dress up thing, oh. and it has been suggested to me that I dust off one of my two suits, and uh, I don't want to. I mean, do you have to go? Oh, yeah, Obligatory. I, oh, oh. I have to go. You know. Prom was so good when you went as a senior in high school. Why not it do really, it again? It really wasn't. I, my, prom, my, senior prom, my junior prom was all right. My, yeah. <laughs> my junior prom ended appropriately. My senior prom was a disappointment all the way around. Uh, everybody involved is embarrassed. Uh, so, yeah, it didn't, it didn't go well. And I never planned on reliving any of my high school years. Because oh. unlike you, I don't have a lot of high school pride. I don't have that, like, cut bank high, look at our gymnasium. Yeah. I don't have, I don't yeah. have any memories like that. Hey, you played in the Metrodome, right? Uh, Silverdome. Sorry, Silverdome. Silverdome. Sorry, wrong, Detroit, wrong not Minneapolis. I mean, right. water's better, right? Uh, that's been a, that's, a, that's an issue. <laughs> if people think Minnesota and Michigan are the same, the same way that people think Wyoming and Montana are the same. If you want to start right. a fight, go ahead and say right. that in a bar somewhere. Right. Yeah, Wyoming's just like Montana. Uh, not exactly. But, yeah, yeah I, I got to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but again... Small town, what do you do? You you played sports, yep. and you know if you if you didn't get into the the big trouble, then you know you did stuff like Boy Scouts and all the things. So going outside was mandatory. probably second, absolutely not yeah. only mandatory. I didn't. My claim to fame is I went had a, a Boy Scout winter camp, and it got to negative thirty, and we you know powered on through it. Stayed stayed there. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, so and that's the thing. Like my kids' school, they had they had one snow day, um, and it was because it was so cold that the bus engines froze. Oh yeah, that was it. Well, no, I and it was like negative fifty overnight, and they they couldn't start the buses. I'm like, well, we can't come get you, so there's no school. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean the the concept of snow days is, for most Montana kids right. is comical. That never like, happened to me. What is, you know, I, we, we're more likely to have a sunshine day than we'd ever have a snow day. It's right. like, too nice, none of the teachers showed up. Well, let me allow you another uh, Montana tradition, uh, old man tradition, where I'll, I feel like we're all old. You know, we're, we're there. I'm not we're old. getting close. You're on. Oh, I'm man, not old. Yeah, you are. <laughs> all right. Whether, whatever your birth certificate says, your life's activities make you an old man. <laughs> spend time ferrying yourself back and forth from work to your kids' activities. We're all in the same canoe. Uh, you just started younger. Right. Dummy. Um, hey, but I'm 42. Both my kids will be out of high school. Yeah, so but I'm my good. 20s were fun. Uh, um, so mine weren't bad. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember of them, they say it was great. Um. Uh, now I'm completely lost track. Of I'm old man activity. Get, old get, man activities. When does winter start, and what kind of winter do we have this year? Because every time I run into an old man anywhere, they're talking about. That's like one of those things. That I wonder about that. It's like the same age when you're in the gym locker room, 
and the towel goes from your waist to your shoulder. Oh, absolutely. Because there is that old man that's just like, no, nah, I'm done wearing this. Yeah. You guys, guy last I, night. You, <laughs> and he's got issues. Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. There's something does, going on wrong, and he walks it, around flaunting that like just everybody's got to check yep, it out. Just old man's got to have his gear out, and then he'll come yeah. up, put his foot on the bench like Captain Morgan, <laughs> talk to you all day. Like, man. <laughs> I don't like, I'm, why is I'm that good. Like I'm, yeah. Look, Big Ben, get that thing out of my face. So, first um, and foremost, that's why I don't go to a gym. <laughs> really? That's the reason why? <laughs> really? That's why? I'm scared of naked old men? Uh, no, nah, I don't need that in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see the unedited Enter Sandman video. Um, what do you, you know, when do we get winter, and what kind of winter are we going to have? You know, I, I don't pay attention to the news and i don't listen to the farmer's almanac I, no you're not supposed to yeah you're, be an old montana guy just right have a being crotchety unfounded opinion i i kind of think we're gonna have a long like a, a like long a real fall like just a okay. good old you know we're due we're probably due for a snowfall real quick and then we'll have just that long indian summer and it's just probably going to be into the mid to end of november yeah um need snow yeah no i know i'm not saying i want that right but I definitely don't want what we had last year where, you know, winter didn't show up till <laughs> April. Till April. <laughs> I mean, you, we got here in March. We had right. this beautiful March. It's like, all right, spring's here. And like, nope, we lied. Well, and Montana does that thing. It did it again this year with the summer uh, where it has – there's the end of any season – includes a two-week temper tantrum Oh, where you start God. leaning towards fall and then all of a sudden summer comes back. It's 100 degrees. Everything's on fire. You're, you're choking on smoke where you weren't for all of June and July and August. It gets to September and it's miserable. Oh, absolutely. And then winter does the same thing. You go through winter. Ah, it's fine. It's whatever. You think you're out of it. April. Bang! Yeah. And you get hit with 20 below and there's a three feet of snow outside. And Yeah. No, I and it was a wet, wet yes, April, May. Like, just stupid. In June. And June, yeah, yeah June. It, June was cold. Like June was fifty-five, and yeah, just it was yeah. what you expected in May and maybe April. So, what about you? I don't listen to anybody. That's oh, important. This, this year, it's going to be a, Montana. Does not give a crap what you think this winter is yeah. going to be. Montana is going to give you the winter that Montana wants to give you. And what do you think we get? Hello. You don't know? We can be 70 in December. I have no freaking idea. It's Montana. And then it'll be negative 20 in freaking March when it should be done. So I don't know. Uh, the longer I can keep my shorts and hoodie on, I'm happy because I know I'm already over it. I've been, I love fall. Fall is my favorite time of year, but I am so over winter already. So maybe I am an old man. Yeah. But I went on yeah. vacation Guys like you a couple go to years Arizona. ago. Yeah. I went to December <laughs> to Arizona. And I sat there and went, I get it. This is pretty freaking sweet. <laughs> yeah, like It was 68 to 75 degrees every day. I went hiking every day. It was awesome. So I cannot wait till I can retire and go to Arizona in the winter. <laughs> oh, yeah. you wanted to fight me on whether or not you're an old man. Right. Yeah, oh I'm sorry. God. You changed Seriously. my mind. You're the already. oldest guy in the room. Jeez, you are absolutely <laughs> the oldest man in the room. No, I'm like. just kidding. I do like, I like the winter stuff. I prefer fall, uh, the activities to any season because you've got football. You can go to football games and we have really good college football in this state, a great rivalry. Um, that game's going to be fun this year. Oh, it's it's going to be, be legit. I mean, legit. both teams are really, really good. Yeah. And I think they're going to run through the big sky pretty well. Weber might give them, you know, a little bit of a, a, a run. I, both. I would watch out for Sac State. And yeah. as much as I hate to give any California school <laughs> any kind of prop. How are right? they even in the big sky they, conference? Well, I mean. Oh, so, no, we hey, can't let them in. UCLA's in the Big Ten. All right. Yeah, Anything is yeah, possible. Yeah. <laughs> Texas is in the SEC. Like, it does nothing makes the, sense no, anymore. Nothing makes sense anymore. 
but they're expanding the college playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, on that front, uh, good luck to Montana and Montana State in uh, your efforts to be the first team to lose to North Dakota State because those guys still look unstoppable. Uh, that bison program. They just – Or bison. I don't want any angry emails from North Dakota. Um, that bison program is – They're so stout. Sick. So stout. I mean – they had Arizona on the rocks, and yeah. like they should have won that game. And I, I will say, at least seeing them lose gives everybody in the league oh, hey, a yeah. little bit of hope. Like we might have been able to hang Man. with Arizona. That team. Um, I, I'll tell you what. I know I, I'm close friends with a guy who's in. Uh, he contributes to the alumni thing. He does the. He was in Tucson for that oh, game. Yeah. He flew down. Like he's crazy for it. And he said they they've got problems with attendance because they win. So much. People are bored. So convincingly. Like, people won't pay for the tickets anymore because it's not going to be any fun. I'm like, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Nothing is more fun than my team winning a million billion to zero. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> I just want to see it happen. Oh, I don't care if it's 54 nothing at halftime. I'm staying for every minute of the second oh, half. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going anywhere. I love a beatdown. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, those, those North Dakota kids are. They're, t- they're going to be stout. Um, those fans are spoiled. You, you guys are spoiled jerks. Buying your tickets to Frisco, Texas in right. March. <laughs> and then knowing if you don't make it and Montana State does. You can sell them. The Montanans are dumb and will pay whatever it costs to get to that game. Oh, yeah, they will. They did last year. They oh, did. Absolutely. When, the, when the Cats went down there and lost their quarterback there in the first quarter. But that goes to, I mean, it goes to your point. Um, that that college football rivalry and the way those two teams play and the and the fact that Bozeman has kind of done some things to enhance that fan experience at the stadium and whatnot because uh, Missoula is one that game days wanted to go there for a long time. Oh, it's amazing. The problem is the brawl of the wild happens the same time that Auburn's playing Alabama and Michigan's right, right. playing Ohio State. Yeah, and there's some know. other games that weekend, um, so they they get choked out in that way. But but Missoula's game environment's been fantastic for a long time. Long oh, time, absolutely long time. There's a reason I'm a season ticket holder, just because it's stupid. Yeah, like, it is so fun. It it feels like an FBS game. It is everything you want in a college game day. And I, I'll I'll take this to my grave uh, for years working in sports radio and moving around the country covering different teams and at the pro level and the college. College football is better in person. Absolutely. 100%. Pro football is better on TV. Yeah. If you're a fan of the NFL, I, I would rather stay home than go to an NFL stadium and see amateurs punch each other in the face in the concourse. It's not as good. But college football in person – and I don't care what college. Like yeah. I've gone to colleges. Like, I'm not a Notre Dame fan at all. I hate them. But I've been to a game in South Bend. It's magic. Yeah, it's amazing. And Missoula and Bozeman both are are cultivating that kind of uh, that kind of environment. If you get the chance and you don't take our advice and you do escape your bear attack, I mean, try to get a ticket. I was to say, if you're coming straight to the stadium, <laughs> you know you probably won't get mauled by a grizzly. Unless it's Unless one of the players. Unless you're the other team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've got California plates, rent. I rent. will never forget, uh, the just to talk about how great our scene is here, uh, it's been 10 years. Uh, we played UMass in the semifinal game on a Friday night. By we, night. you mean the Grizzlies. The, well, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm a Grizz fan. So the Montana Grizzlies played UMass in a semifinal game on a Friday night before they had lights at the stadium. ESPN brought in lights, covered the game, and I sat, I got tickets right behind the bench of UMass, about 10 rows up. And their cheerleaders are out when they came out of the tunnel. 
And when they came out of the tunnel and then the Grizz came out of the tunnel, the place went. It was the loudest I've ever heard it in there. And I'll never forget the face of one of the cheerleaders. She looked at another one and mouthed, oh, my God, because she could not believe the noise that was happening in that stadium. And it's it's like that for every single game. And these teams come from these other places where FCS football is just not quite right. what it is in Montana or North Dakota. And they're just blown away. You can see it on their face when they come in the stadium going, I mean, the crowd accounts for 10 to 14 points for us. It really is a huge difference. And that's Montana's behind it. And that's a great part of our fall. Yeah. yeah those poor cheerleaders from UMass oh, used to God. performing in front of their tens of fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> different yeah. thing when you get to Washington oh, Grizzly. Yellow oh boy. Well, and again, that stadium, that stadium's so unique because you wouldn't see that built today because it's the, the stairs are too steep. The benches are too close to yep. each other. You're right on top of the field. You got 15 yards to the sideline from the wall that is the uh, stadium wall. So, you know, it's just like you're right there. And it's the built players, for noise. It's just built for noise. It is It is so ridiculous. You well, know? And that's that's part of what goes into the, the thing about college football because the, the pro experience is largely the same. Yeah. If you go to a game in Houston, it's a lot like a game in L.A., which is a lot like a game in Chicago, which is a lot like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But go the, to Oakland. I pulled that one off. Oakland no not longer. Not quite ha- the same. No longer has a team. I know, um, but I, I did now. that one. It's not quite the same, let me no, tell you. It, it was so different, they left. Um, <laughs> so did the team across the, the bridge. And the Nobody baseball team's going to follow them soon. Oh, boy. I hope they can swim their way out of that open sewer of a stadium they've got. Um, no, but that's the thing, like, when you go to these different these different um, venues, you get a, a completely unique environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a lot of fun taking people to the big house for the first time for oh. that reason. Because when, until you've seen it, you just right. have no, it's the biggest stadium in North America, and you really can't wrap your head around it because it's a bowl. Right. It, there is no, uh, again, going back to you, they couldn't build it now. They would never design no. a stadium like that. <laughs> because if you're sitting up high, you might as well be looking from the space station. It's right. far. Yeah. Like, it's 119,000 people. You are not anywhere. You can barely read the end zone. You're so far away. Um, but it's neat. Right. You know, it's got its own thing. South Bend's got its own thing. The Hedges in Athens, Georgia's got its own thing. Um, and, and Washington Grizzlies, especially, that's the one I've experienced. Um, it's as good as anywhere in the country. It can, yeah. pu- it can punch at the heavyweight division for a game day environment. So, again, if you're, uh, if you're from here, you already know that. And if you're not from here and you are going to ignore our bear advice, um, <laughs> just, get yourself a ticket to a Grizz I, game if you can. I can't help but reiterate the point. The bears will eat you. <laughs> right. They will just maul you. They like out-of-staters. You taste different. Um, <laughs> anything else you guys got Boy. planned for the fall? Any other big plans other than just working and carting kids around? Hiking as much as I can be outside. I mean, yeah. like I said, fall is, fall is my time. And then hunting season rolls around and... It's time to get out there and get after it. Time to get after it. I got my daughter's now. She took hunter safety, so she can shoot an elk this year. There you go. And she can shoot a cow elk almost everywhere all year long, and beef prices are stupid. So we are going to try and stack as many elk carcasses up as we can (laughs) in the household this year. Again, going back to life in Montana is a little different. The kids have to help feed everybody. That's right. (laughs) Start pulling your weight. Get out there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Shoot the fat one. All right, boys. Well, thank you for coming in. I know Scott's not here, and I appreciate you guys uh, kind of short notice coming in and helping me do one of these. Yeah, oh, heck yeah. This is a heck of a lot of fun. Um, where can people find uh, you first? Where can uh, people find you? So I'm out at the East Helena Man Store. Uh, we have one downtown as well, down on Helena Ave, and then we're right off Helena or Highway 12 in East Helena. 
Beer's yeah. changing constantly. Instagram's it's, the place to find you, right? Instagram is the best place to follow me. That's where I'm posting all my new stuff. Uh, it's pretty fun because Mike and I try to work together on on beers that he's pouring, I'm selling. Uh, you know, he's he's my unofficial tap room, and I'm their unofficial bottle shop. So it's a it's a cool dynamic. Uh-huh. Um, I can send people, where am I going to find this on draft? Well, go try Mike at Headwaters. Yeah, Jan and Zan, Wonder Twins thing going uh, on. Right, yeah. <laughs> Wonder yeah, Twins I'd... unite, right? <laughs> so uh, Headwaters Craft House, around the corner of Montana, Last Chance Gulch. In Facebook, Helena. In Helena. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram with the Headwaters Craft House moniker, and it is always up to date. Again, my wife is a social media monster, and she will let you more let you know more right. than you really need to know in life. And headwaterscrafthouse.com, right? Headwaterscrafthouse.com. All right. Active tap list. Look those guys up. Again, if you're ignoring the bear advice and you end up in the capital city and you're not dead uh, and being eaten, stop by. Grab stop a cold by. one. That's <laughs> grab one for your hotel room while you stay, and then please exit as soon as possible um <laughs> and thanks for the hotel prices by absolutely the way. appreciate that appreciate i've got hockey season coming up i am not looking forward to the hotel prices yeah, you're gonna have to take out an equity loan to pay for those rooms uh and that is it for us man rate review and subscribe to this thing wherever you found it thanks so much for taking the time and we will see you again next week